Welcome to the SoulWorks Podcast, a place where we explore self-care strategies that lead us to our well-being and highest self. I'm your host, Ade Chakol. Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the show. If you've been following me and listening to my podcasts, I want to thank you and I appreciate you. If this is your first time, welcome. I love you so much and uh, thank you for joining my tribe. So um, beautiful souls, I have another solo episode. It's going to be just me today. And I've been having this thought on how do we manage our emotions? What is emotional intelligence? And how can we build emotional resilience? You know, because it's definitely been an emotional year, to say the least, for many of us. Uh, You know, a lot of us, our lives are very different from um, what they look like in the last, you know, couple of months. How we lived six months ago is not how our life looks like to many people, at least. So it's definitely been emotional, a lot of feelings, a lot of uncertainty has been going on. And, you know, to be well, to be healthy, to have good mental well-being, emotions play a huge role. And we need to focus on our emotions and see where we are. And especially we need to build emotional resilience. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. And after listening to this episode, If you feel like you, it's helpful to you, or if you think that it would help anyone else, please, please go ahead and share it. We all need to play our part in serving each other or in taking care of one another. And if sharing this podcast is a way for you to do it, then I highly encourage you. I invite you to do that. But thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And uh, without further ado, here is my thoughts on how we can build emotional resilience. So, you know, going back to what has been going on um, in the last couple of months with the with the pandemic and with everything else um, that has been coming up, it we can feel a lot of sadness we can feel scared because it's definitely an uncertain time it still is uh you know for me it's the hardest part was just not knowing what would be like especially for my kids you know for those of us who have children we had this sense of control at least that summer comes and they go to summer camp and then in the fall It's guaranteed, no questions asked. They go to school, but now we're in this limbo of what's going to happen. Are we going to send them to school full time? Is it going to be virtual? Is it going to be a blend of those two? And what are we going to do with work? For those of us lucky enough to work from home, are we going to keep continuing to do that? Are we going to have to go in? And what are we going to do with childcare? There's just so much going on, at least from my own experience. And I'm sure many people can relate to me as well. And, you know, there are obstacles in life. And definitely this is one of them. Not knowing what it's, it's going to be like or 
It could be a completely different obstacle. It could be a breakup. It could be the loss of a job. It could be a divorce. Whatever it is, if it's showing itself to you as an obstacle, one of the things that you can do to maintain your emotional health is to see these seemingly obstacles at the time as opportunities. Because really, if you look into life deeply and in more detail, that's what it is, right? If you look into your past, think of how many things presented themselves to you as obstacles. At the time, they could, you know, they could feel very difficult. You could be, you know, in a dark room and there's no way out and you feel stuck and you're just feel like a sense of control and you're just walking blindly when you're in the midst of these obstacles or when they happen, um, when we suffer through a heartache or like I said, a job loss and your business is not doing well, whatever the case might be, uh, this obstacle has a silver lining. Many, many times it does. Usually it does. But the choice is yours to work on finding that silver lining, right? Um, it's not easy to see, especially when you're in it, but it is there. And it is going to take some work from you, a change of mindset, a change of beliefs and thoughts to discover that uh, silver lining. And so the first thing is to see obstacles as opportunities, opportunities to revamp your business. Uh, maybe it's not, it wasn't doing well, or maybe it was, but maybe now times are changing and it's time to reconsider things and reconsider how you frame your business, how you're delivering your business and what your market is now. Are you, you know, is there ways for growth, for more opportunity? You can look at it into a time to further grow your business. If that's the obstacle you're walking through at the moment, or if it's a divorce, you know, what went wrong? What roles did you play in that relationship? What caused it to come to an end? You know, yes, relationships are not always meant to last forever. And it could be a way to awaken yourself now to dig deeper and find out who you are. It wasn't working for you in that relationship. What are the things that prevented you from becoming your highest self? And how can you work on yourself better? You know, this is a time, if you look at it as a gift, a time that has been given to you to redirect your life, to see where you want to go. Because obviously there were things that wasn't working for you at that relationship. So use that obstacle as an opportunity to grow yourself, to becoming the person that you have always wanted to be versus being stuck in the darkness of divorce, which I know is inevitable as you go through it because it's tough and it's hard, but it's not going to last forever. And again, it's 
a time for you to hire a coach. I did an episode last time with a divorce coach, which was just unbelievable. But it's time to look at yourself in all areas of your life and pursue your passions, work on yourself, do your soul work, figure out what kind of parent you want to be now that if you're a parent and you're going to be co-parenting your kids, now is the time for you to dig deeper and understand what your beliefs are about parenting. How can you make sure that your children are safe and put first in the midst of you going through this divorce and in the midst of your healing process? Who do you want to be now as uh, their mom? Who do you want to be with your ex-partner? And uh, what kind of relationship do you want to foster now moving forward? There's just a lot that you can work on into becoming a higher, better, more authentic version of yourself. And uh, like I said, it's your choice and how you choose to look at it because you can remain bitter in a divorce, in becoming single again, in losing the life that you had imagined when you started that relationship. It can make you bitter and it can, you know, lead you towards depression, anxiety, and a lot of other mental illnesses. But it is possible for you to feel those feelings. And I'm not uh, by all means telling you not to, when you're going through obstacles, not to feel them because it's important to acknowledge them. It is important to accept them as they are because it is what it is, right? At the moment, at the moment, we are in a pandemic. At the moment, there are people still losing their jobs. There are people still suffering health-wise. There are people who are impacted financially. And it's important to acknowledge that and to be acceptive of it. But when you accept it, accept it for what it is at the moment, knowing that once you have acknowledged it and have seen it for what it is, then you are well equipped now at a right mind state to make a difference, to create a change. That is one thing that you can do to build an emotional resilience in your life. The next thing that I know is that it's important to be a solution-focused person. Be solution-focused in life, you know? Otherwise, you're going to find yourself stuck in problems all the time. You're going to find yourself being that person who, you know, is usually just complaining and being negative. If you keep reiterating your story of how things have gone wrong, you know, things go wrong. Yes. And it's good to talk about them with people that you trust with your circle or with your coach or with your therapist or anybody in your family or friend circle that you trust. It is important to have that 
person to communicate your feelings with. But what I see a lot of people doing, and I used to catch myself doing this as well, is we get comfortable in our story. We get comfortable telling our story. And unfortunately, sometimes it becomes who we are. We create our identity around our story. And what happens is that we keep reliving that story because it's what we keep telling ourselves. It's what we keep speaking about. And remember, our words are so powerful, right? So for me, if I keep telling myself that I'm stuck in divorce and I'm a single mom and life is hard and I can't, you know, move past life right now because it's just difficult. I have a full-time job and, you know, it's hard. There's just a lot to do. I don't have a lot of help. So if I leave it there and if I make that my story, then that would be the story of my life, period. So be solution focused. Do not stick to your story and make it your identity. Do not just be that person who's always complaining and who's always being negative about life. Nobody likes that, right? I mean, if you have a friend who's always telling you how hard life is and how, you know, that's just the way it is and that's my luck or, you know, that's just a negative mindset towards life. Be the person who says, okay, this is what it is right now. But what is a solution? What can I do around this issue to make things better for myself, for my life, for my children, for my family? What is it that I can do to move past this problem? When you look at a, at a problem, be the person to see it as a solution to something versus sticking to the problem. Um, eventually, that's something that will create an emotional resilience to you. I have seen that in my life many times. Be very careful of how you speak. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've also heard you know, about affirmations. Um, some people really believe in affirmations. And you know, when you say, I am beautiful, repeatedly, you will see yourself as a beautiful person. If you um, repeatedly tell yourself, I am happy, eventually you will see yourself as a happy person. Now, do I believe this 100%? Kind of. I don't believe that affirmations only create change. I think that it's very important that you put them into action and feel them. You know, you can keep repeating, I am happy all day long, but if you're not making changes to things, or if you're not eliminating things that make you unhappy, or if you're not working to see what are the things are that are creating unhappiness in your life and working towards eliminating them, I don't believe that you will just create happiness. Happiness is a decision that you make saying that I am going to be happy. I am happy. Therefore, anything else that doesn't align with this statement, I need to work on and remove from my life. That is what you need to do. You need to have this focus on creating a solution 
two things in your life. And this is so dear to me. It is a mantra that I use. And I will tell you what my mantra is. But the third point I want to bring is remember that the storm will pass. Nothing in this creation, nothing in this world is permanent. Everything evolves. Everything changes. And here is the mantra that I've carried with me for a very long time. It's this too shall pass. I remember as a kid, there used to be a painting in our house um, that had this statement, this too shall pass. And at the time, I really didn't know the real meaning or the deeper meaning to it, but it still attracted me. And now I see how valuable that statement is. Nothing is permanent in life. So whatever you're going through, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how painful it is, remember that it's not always going to stay like that. It will pass. My heartache passed, my turmoil and divorce passed, my, you know, remember like, you know, when you're in school and you're stressing about an exam, I mean, how many times did we do that, right? We stay up all night trying to study for a test or, you know, writing a paper. And at that time, that consumed us, that... Uh, stress, that anxiety. Am I going to get it done on time? Do I know all the things that I need to know? Whatever it is. But it did pass, right? Do you think about it right now? Probably not. You have the memory, but that feeling, that anxiety has passed. But I want you to think about this. While you were in there, do you notice how that anxiety has affected your body at that time? We create so much stress in our body, which will create so much toxic chemicals in our body when we are so anxious, when we're so stressed for things that will pass, but we hurt ourselves. So I want you to think about whenever you're going through something difficult, worrying too much or stressing too much and creating so much anxiety around it is really not worth it. You're hurting your body so much at that time for something that will pass. So whenever something happens, just, you know, see it as an opportunity, create, find the solution, be the person to focus on the solution rather than thinking that it's going to be there forever and you're doomed. No, things change, things happen, things come and they go this too shall pass. Remember that. It's my very favorite mantra. I stick by it. Nothing stays forever. Some things last longer than we want them to, but they have a purpose. There is a reason why. Maybe we need to work harder on that area. Maybe it's they're trying to tell us something and we're not listening yet. Or maybe it's just there just to wake us up, give us a little shake and it will pass. So remember that. And then another thing I want to bring up is for you to discover your favorite ways to feel calmer. Oh my goodness. I mean, this is just so important. How many of us, you know, scroll through Instagram and see people, um, 
you know, posting pictures on their feed or on their stories about um, them meditating or doing yoga or exercising and then thinking that, oh, if I do that, then maybe I will feel better. Uh, maybe this will make me happy. Okay, maybe it does, but maybe it doesn't. And maybe you're not sticking to it because you don't like it, you know? So, yes, it's good to look at other people, what they're doing, so that you become inspired. But remember to discover your own ways. What is it that makes you calm? And it's so different for everybody. Some people find calmness by, you know, listening to rock music. Others do it by meditation and being, you know, sitting quietly. Others do it by, you know, running while some like to walk. Maybe it's when you sit down and, you know, watch a movie alone or with your partner. Or maybe it's when you're playing with your kids or is it swimming or is it, what is it that makes you calmer? Is it cooking, doing the laundry, doing the dishes? I don't know. But what is it that you enjoy? It's so important to do that because whenever you're feeling anxious, whenever you're feeling sad or stressed, then you know what to turn to because you've thought about what makes you calm. Is it journaling? You know, is it writing or whatever it is for you? You need to know what that is instead of searching for it externally. You know, instead of seeing what other people are doing when they're stressed or feeling anxious and anxiety, turn towards you and see what makes you calm and do more of that. Try to do it daily. Prepare yourself in the morning for a calm, productive day. And when you do that to yourself, when you give that gift to your body and your mind, your mental health, things that stress you or create anxiety will not be as much throughout the day because you're already at a higher vibration. You're starting your day off, you know, well equipped for whatever might come throughout the day. So you will feel less anxiety. I'm not saying that things won't happen. Things do happen you know, that you might get something crazy at work that stresses you. Somebody might say something that you don't like. Whatever it is that might happen during that day, if you prepare yourself in the morning and you start off your day in a calm, collected mindset, then you are equipped for a better day. I can guarantee you about that. And especially now, you know, most of us, at least who don't have to go through the morning rush, um, morning commute, use this time to really figure out what it is that you can do in the morning to set yourself up for a fantastic day. So discover that. What's your favorite way to feel calmer? The next thing I want to share with you is also so dear to me and it took me a long time to learn this. I mean... Wow. And I'm still learning it. But once I figured it out, it was a game changer. Help someone in need. I mean, that will completely change your life. Make that like the 
the goal into everything, whatever you do in life, whatever it is, whatever your occupation is, let there be a point towards the end of what you do that helps someone, that creates a purpose, a bigger purpose to whatever it is that you're doing. And true happiness, and I'm talking about happiness because I mean, it's the end all goal for everyone, right? We are, as human beings, what we do is always around finding happiness for ourselves, right? It is what we're all looking for in the end. I mean, on our dying day, when we're, you know, on our bed, what do you think that creates satisfaction for your life. But you see, the thing is, we can't achieve true happiness if we're not focused on serving others. Let whatever you do be in service to others. Ultimately, that is what I have seen and I know for sure that brings ultimate happiness is when we are using our gifts, when we're using our talents, when we are using our life's experiences in order to serve others, that brings so much reward that we cannot be unhappy because we are, as human beings, we're one. I believe that we are all connected and we're here in the larger scale to lift each other up, to serve one another. We depend on each other, you know, as much as we think we're our own person and just our own individual parts separated from one another. I don't see it that way. I see that there's a part of me that's in you and there's a part of you that's in me. And only when I do or only when I live my life in a way that serves you and brings you some sort of joy or some sort of reward to you is when I get my true happiness. And this is something, you know, it doesn't have to be something big. I'm not saying that you have to be a coach like I am or be an influencer or, you know, you have to make that into your career. That's not what I'm saying at all. But find ways in whatever occupation you have. How can you be of better service to someone else, to your organization, to your coworkers, to your family members, to your friends? What can you do to serve them? And when you put this thought in your mind and you actually work on it, you will see change in how you live your life. And it's, it's just beautiful. And I can't wait for you to experience it if you haven't already put your life into service. So another thing I want to share with you is to focus on what you can control. I mean... This is what we've learned, right, in the last couple of months with the coronavirus is that, you know, the biggest lesson for me and for many people was that we don't have control in the larger scale of things and how life works. Things can look 
so different tomorrow than how they look today, right? We've seen that and we've experienced that. But what did this do to a lot of people is it created a lot of panic. Uh, people, including myself, I mean, I was a wreck for the first week. I'm like, what's going on? Is the world going to end? Are we going to die? Like, you know, <laughs> it was tough. And I felt so helpless. I've experienced that also when I went through my divorce. I'm like, you know, what now? This is not what I planned. I did have a plan for my life and it did not look like this. So what's going to happen? So that lack of control really threw me off. And I'm sure it has done the same thing to a lot of people. But what can we do when things seem like they're falling apart? When things are not going the way we planned them? Uh, when we lose our relationships? When we, you know, someone we love passes away and now things are looking very different? When we lose our job? When a friendship kind of falls apart when families fall apart. What do we do when we just cannot control things? Well, here's what you can do is you can focus on what you can control because there are things that you can control no matter what um, the circumstances might be. You have a say in your life. You are the co-creator of your life and you can control your thoughts to a certain degree. You can work on, you know, finding out whether you're constantly being negative. Are you trying to find the silver lining? Are you trying to find a solution to what's going on? Are you remembering that this is not going to last forever? Yes, things have changed. They will change. They might not ever look the same. However, a better day will come. And what can I do in order for me to be prepared for that? What are the things that I can do now? You can focus on your business. How can I make it look different now? How can I make it more virtual? How can I network better now that I have much more time on my hands? You know, how can I improve my mental health? Things that you can control. How can I eat better? Um, how can I focus on my spending habits? Now, what are the things that I need to change? What are the luxuries that maybe I can hold back on because things aren't looking so uncertain right now? You know, but focus on the things that you can control, whether it's in your own household, in your own relationships, but focus on that so that you will feel grounded and stable when everything else around you seems like it's just, you know, going crazy, but that too will pass. And if you have grounded yourself, like I said, if you have done your work on the things that you can control, then you'll be better equipped and better standing um, than many people who have completely relinquished and given their control to the external world and are just relying on what the media is talking about, what other people are talking about, 
rather than looking within, finding out who they are, what their beliefs are, and working in controlling themselves to being and becoming the higher version of themselves. So focus on what you can control. And here's another thing I want to share with you is after a challenging time, work on finding the gift or the learning opportunity. And this might seem similar to what I've been talking about being, you know, looking for opportunities or being solution focused. But I want you to really see this in a deeper way. Because yes, you might see the silver lining, or you might see, okay, this is a solution that I can put in place for whatever problem that's coming up. But are you also learning from this challenging time? Are you putting in the work? What is it teaching you? How are you becoming a better version of you given this challenging circumstance? And again, this could be anything. If you're going through a breakup, if someone has hurt you, are you, you know, closing in and saying, okay, I'm done with relationships now because people are crazy and I don't want to be in a relationship? Or are you taking this as a learning experience? What has this um, experience, what is it here trying to teach you? You know, what is this heartache about? What, if someone has made you angry, what is that anger, that feeling? What door is it trying to open? It is there for a reason. It is there to open a door for you to see, to open and see what's in there and work on that. Because it, I mean, and that's a gift, right? It's a gift to keep rediscovering ourselves, to just keep learning about who we are and you know who i was a year ago is a completely different person than who i am now because of all the experiences i have accumulated with that within a year however if i hadn't taken the time to look back and say okay um this relationship has taught me this thing about myself i have learned that i am a people's pleaser for example and I wouldn't have known that if a certain person hasn't pushed me and, you know, um, shaken me in a way where I was forced to see that, you know, it opened that window for me and I was able to see myself for who I was at that moment. And, you know, I want you to think about challenging times, think about whatever a hard experience you encounter at work or in a social circle, or if you're even looking at somebody else's life and they're going through a challenge, what is that experience teaching you? And how is it making you, you know, think about life differently and learn and grow? So I hope that you are able to see the difference in, you know, looking at silver linings and looking at solutions. Those are good, but also you need to focus on growing yourself as a human being, as a spiritual being. 
let it sink in. And what is it teaching you about life? What is it teaching you about people and the world as it is? That's the way you grow, right? That's the, you know, when you think about your experiences and when you have a thought process around them and digest them and let them sink in and you meditate on it and you learn from it. That's what becomes wisdom. That's when you become wise. And then someday you get to share that with your children or nieces and nephews and your grandchildren. And that's what you talk to them about, right? But in order for you to do that, there needs to be the work of understanding. There needs to be the work of learning and decomposing it all and making it make sense to you in your mind and relating it to life, relating it to people, uh, so that you come up with the, you know, the statement or the, the ways that make sense to you so that you are able to teach others, um, your loved ones. So challenging times, when they happen, work on finding the gift or the learning experience because it's there. And then don't look too far ahead when things happen. I mean, have you ever caught yourself doing that? I do that a lot. I'm getting better, but I was very bad, you know? And this might be very funny, but whenever I used to start a relationship uh, with friends or even dating someone, Oh my goodness, I used to think so far ahead. Like I am, if it's, uh, you know, if I'm dating someone, I'm thinking about, oh, marriage and how, what our lives will look like 10, 15 years from now and how it's, you know, and I relate it with my current situation because obviously that's what I know at the moment. I don't know the future and I plan a picture of, oh, it's not going to work because this is where I am right now. This is where this person is right now. And nope, it can't be. I think way too far ahead and try to make, to create a narrative in my mind of how things will look like in the future. And I mean, not only is that too controlling, but I wouldn't know anything about the future, right? We only have today. And I'm not saying that it's not good to plan for the future. Yes, it is. It's good to have a structure and have an intention, but don't think too far ahead. I like the saying of, you know, yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not promised. Be in the now. That's why it's called the present, right? This is what we have. Be in the present moment. Do things in the present moment, intentionally, of course. But when we think too far ahead, we get over ourselves. We create problems that may or may not be there when we get to that point. We create a lot of anxiety for ourselves, right? That's what anxiety is. If you're living in the, in the past, you're, you might be feeling depressed for things that didn't go well. And if you're living in the future, you're going to be anxious all the time because you're not going to know. So yes, that will create anxiety. But if you're feeling content and happy, you are living in the now. You are feeling and tasting and touching and sensing everything as it is right now. And that creates this calmness 
um, this peace that I hope you experience and have experienced. Um, whenever you're feeling anxious, think about, are you thinking way too ahead right now? Because that creates anxiety. And is it even going to matter? Is what you're thinking of right now is whatever is causing your anxiety, is it going to matter a year from now, five years from now? And most of the time, it doesn't. So stop looking too far ahead and take life one day at a time. One day at a time. That's one thing I've learned is how can I do things better today than I had done them yesterday? How can I compete with my version of yesterday, today? And that's really all that's expected out of us in life is to be the best version of ourselves today. When we think too far ahead, we're creating problems, we're creating worry, we're creating anxiety, and that keeps us stuck. That keeps us from actually doing the work that we need to do today to better ourselves, to improve in our business, to improve at our work and in our relationships. Rather than doing the work that's necessary today, we waste today worrying and being anxious about things that we don't even know for sure might or might not happen. And last but not least, and actually very important is, are you sleeping well? Sleep well, eat healthy, exercise, dance more often, do the things that bring joy into your life. Fill your day up with things that you enjoy and you love as much as possible. Listen to the music that you love, that brings you happiness and joy, that calms you, that moves you. Make sure you're eating food that is working for you, not what other people tell you to eat, not what the new fad diet is talking about, but what is actually working well for your body. Find that out. That is part of the work to look within yourself. What kind of food make you feel good? I mean, if you do a Google search, there's so many ways to know your body type and you know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. There's just so much out there about nutrition. But I'm not saying that's not a good thing to do to you know, see what the new science is talking about, about your body type or whatsoever. But I am saying that it is crucial to look within, to get in touch with your body and see how it's feeling. Does breakfast work for you? Are you a breakfast person? What kind of breakfast works for you? Do you enjoy smoothies? Do you actually enjoy a full meal in the breakfast? What ingredients work better for you? Are you a lunch person? Does two meals, three meals, one meal a day work for you? What works for your body type? And what is your body telling you about certain ingredients? Are you working with yourself about eliminating things that you think are not working? You know, are you having this conversation back and forth with your body so that you know exactly what makes your body happy? You know, I want you to focus on that. And are you sleeping well? I mean, 
Oh my goodness. A lot of people suffer from sleep deprivation, <laughs> you know, and we don't even know it sometimes, but sleep is so important. If you're not sleeping, your body, yourself, your whole life, a huge injustice. So, you know, aimlessly scrolling on your phone at night, losing sleep, our body works in a way where it follows us, right? Are you making your body believe that nighttime is working time? Or are you honoring your circadian rhythm and sleeping when it's time to sleep? Many people don't understand how blue light affects our sleep. And they, you know, watch TV late at night and stay on their phones way too long and, you know, can't figure out why they don't sleep well. Is your bed made for sleep? Is it comfortable? Are your pillows comfortable for you? When you walk into your room, does your body automatically feel calm or is it crowded? Do you have a bunch of things in your room that do not tell your mind that it's sleep time? I make sure that my bedroom is absolutely set up just for sleep. And there's my bed and I have my night suns and I only have things that tell my mind that it's time to be calm, it's time to rest, and it's time to fall asleep. I don't have bright light, no blue light, and I work so hard not to even put my phone in my bedroom to charge at night. There's just so many studies of how Wi-Fi affects our sleep. There's so many studies about how blue light affects our sleep. And I want you to do your research on that. I want you to figure out how you can improve your sleep so that you are your best version when you wake up in the morning that you are rested and you're ready for your day and you're ready to make yourself the best and highest version on that day. And these are my tips for you on how to create a better emotional life for yourself, how to build um, emotional resilience in your life. I hope that they have resonated well with you. I hope that you have found them useful and I hope that you do, you know, dig in deeper, do research on the things that I've talked about. I'm here so that I can give you tips and clues on how to make your life better, on how to create more happiness and joy in your life. And I want you to do things that, you know, bring light and joy for you, for your family and in your life in general. So do your research, do the work and share this podcast with others. If you think that there's one person who can benefit from this, share it on your social media. Let's talk about emotional health. Let's talk about emotional intelligence. Let's make it into a discussion. I don't want whatever I share in my podcasts to just stay here. You know, I want you to 
if you're following me on social media, I want you to ask me questions and I want us to start a discussion on these topics that I talk to you about, the guests that I bring in. If you like to know more, if you have questions for them, I would be very happy to uh, create that connection and communication with them, with me, with you, so that we can all grow together. You know, by no means do I call myself, you know, an expert on anything that I talk about because I'm constantly growing and learning. There's nobody in this world that stops to grow. The moment I call myself an expert and I know everything, that's the moment that I don't know anything <laughs> because I just love learning and I love learning about life and I love learning on how we can improve and be the best version of ourselves. So I'm trying to build this community with you so that we grow together and enjoy life. So beautiful souls, thank you so much for listening, for being here with me. I am so grateful for you. I really appreciate you. Like I said, uh, help me make this podcast better, help me grow this podcast so I can reach more people. And the way you can help me is by reviewing. Give me a five star if you like what I do. Write me a review. That helps grow my podcast so much. Wherever you're listening, write me a review and uh, rate my podcast. That way I will grow. I will help you grow. This is my mission in life and this is my purpose. I love you, beautiful souls. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye.